find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yes, yes, BTB is back like cooked crack, y'all. Like it's 1982 in this bitch, yes, indeedy, you are listening to the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast, recorded in 8K high-definition stereo sound. It is still Doge, fam. It is still Doge game. It is still Doge to the moon, but this is in HD high definition, high dose definition, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You want to know why? Because this is a professional podcast. This is museum quality podcasting that we make here in the Million Dollar Man Cave. No amateur hour shit going on. This is also a Dust Brothers production, y'all. And I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Also known to many as the Korean John Cusack, but this week I am the Korean Carlos Slim, the Korean El Chapo, a.k.a. John W. Creasy, a.k.a. Creasy Bear. For those of you who have not watched the movie Man on Fire, please grab your left or right hand, whichever hand is stronger, insert some Johnson's and Johnson's baby powder or gold powder, and you know what? Slap the shit out of yourself. I'm feeling different this Monday. What is good? All right. No, I'm sorry. What the fuck is very, very good? BTB Army. How are you guys doing this lovely Monday morning? All right. And it is indeed a lovely Monday morning. Yo, guys, look, my cousin James, a.k.a. Pumbaa, is coming home. All right. He just beat his murder case in New York City. He has been incarcerated since January 30th, 2017. It's just literally a week after my brother Q Worldstar had passed away. It was a fucked up month that year. Let me tell you something. That year, some shit. Biggest year of my career. And just a fucked up start to it. All right. It's been over five years. And my man, my boy, my cousin has just got acquitted. I'm fucking hyped beyond belief. All right, he's got to deal with some formalities with the state because they did this shit wrong and everything else. But look, we are definitely, the day he gets out, me and my cousin are going to hit the motherland as soon as that motherfucker is out, okay? And it is on and popping like some motherfucking jumpong, all right? Okay, we're going to do a, a tour of the motherland from Pusan to Hongdae. All right, and the only reason why I'm going to fucking home day is to get some of that world famous jjampong. All right, and some fucking jjajangmyeon. Some of y'all don't know about that shit, man. You want to see motherfucking line? Shit look like a Yeezy release every time you go to that motherfucking restaurant. Um, but yeah, my cousin's coming home. I seen some ho ass hater ass big time losers slide in my comments after I posted my cousin getting out. Try to talk all that slick shit. That fucking, that internet talk, man, that hiding behind a computer, goofy shit. Look, my cousin, yo, man, don't get it twisted. Don't sleep. Pumbaa would clap 
y'all motherfuckers like a standing ovation at an NBA Finals Game 7, right? Stop the cap. My cousin is coming home. You know, some of you motherfuckers is mad. It's all good, whatever. Look, it's Korean Russian, this bitch. So what else are you guys fake caring about? Love to hear about it. Leave it in the fucking, in the, um, not the comments, I'm sorry. In the reviews, leave it in the review. It's been a minute since you guys have done some reviews. Do some reviews for your boy, right? I'm fresh off a seven-day cruise straight out of Mexico. And guys, I will get into that. Because I was, we were close to maybe not doing the episode today, right? I wanted to see how I felt, okay? But I wanted to get some shit off my chest. It's been, you know, it's been a week. I, I'm like, yo, it's been crazy. I haven't got on a pod. And uh, there will be some episodes that will be missed this year because some big events going down, like Jordan's getting married. Jordan Winter, that is, of the Dust Brother uh, production crew. Um, other things that go on, right? It's gonna, We're going to be entering our third year, you know, pretty soon. Got some big, big, Big guests. And think of pretty much the top three biggest celebrities on the earth. And one of those people are going to definitely be on the show. So um, I want to talk about the cruise. I want to speak about every aspect of a fucking, well, uh, my cruise at least. Can't speak on, you know, Carnival or Princess or fucking, uh, what's that other punk ass line? Uh, Royal Caribbean, whatever the fuck that shit is. I can only talk about Norwegian. That shit was extremely lit. All right, I cannot wait to break it all down to you guys. I'm hoping you guys can experience those same vibes that I had with your family or without your family. All right, but uh, yeah, that's going to happen on Thursday, and I'll be recording that show live from San Francisco. By the way, guys, the day after tomorrow is 420. All right, by the way, today is tax day, right? It's kind of sucked. I don't want to bum you guys out. It's a wrap. I hope you guys did your taxes. You guys figured that all out. I don't want to tell you guys. You want to feel bad about taxes? You don't want to know what I got to pay. It's, it's a whole different shit. But the day after tomorrow will be 420. Okay, where are all my smokers at? Where are all my cush? Yo, where the motherfuckers that smoke that za at? Okay, where will you be on 420? I know where I'll be. I will be at motherfucking Hippie Hill for the largest cannabis gathering on earth at Golden Gate Park in the city of San Francisco. Yes, indeed. I will be there with my cookies fam. It is going to be hosted by my dog, Burner. I'll be there with my Skypack Farms fam. Be there with my BBDTS family. That is Ben Baller did the strain. Yes, we'll be smoking that real dank, that real Cali gold. Okay, no bammer. As you know, shout out to RBL Posse. We don't smoke that shit in the SFC, right? I got a PSA for you guys, and I am not talking about the baseball card grading company. I will be legally strapped. So don't get cute. Don't try no funny shit, okay? You will end up on someone's IG page, right? You might get a shout out on a song. You might end up on a t-shirt. I come in peace, all right? I'm just letting you guys know, all right, your boy will have some artillery with him, and I'm just not with that fuck shit, okay? I just want to talk about 420 because at 420 p.m. this Wednesday, I will be, I hope I'll be smoking at least a half a pound joint of that cat dick, 
Okay, so please join me. Say what's up. I got stickers. I got Sharpies. I got merch. I got giveaways. All kinds of shit. We will be selling dank at the motherfucking Hippie Hill for the first time because my bros, Dave and my boy Joe, have got the motherfucking shit together. It'll be the first time that has ever happened in the history of Hippie Hill. It's just been going on for over 50 years. You are going to be able to legally buy cannabis there. Now, if I'm wrong, I will track it, but fuck you. Because motherfuckers is buying it regardless. But I'm talking about on a real, legit level. And it's just any fucking day before this shit becomes federal. So it's like, I don't want to hear shit anymore. Boy, smoking weed. Oh, the guy's drinking a beer. Same shit. Okay, I promise you guys, Hippie Hill is going to be a movie. Rain or shine. All right, so I'll see you guys there. Uh, my family's actually going to be joining me in San Francisco, but they will not be at the event, of course. Fuck you, think I'm right in London <laughs> on the stage with me over there. It's just going to be a good time, y'all. And we just bring the good vibes. We ain't trying to have no funny shit. Um, it is spring break for my kids. For all you parents out there, you already know the deal. You get spring break, you get summer, and you get Christmas, and that is it. And that is why we did that cruise, and, you know, we couldn't really, you know, it aligned pretty close to the thing. My kids only missed two days of school, or is it three? I forgot. And, uh, you know, we're going to have vibes, the RV. You know, we, we're chilling today, you know, chilling tomorrow. We got some friends. They got some play dates and stuff. We'll be in San Francisco, in the Bay Area, having good times with our family. My kids' cousins are there. Yo, it's like, look, I'm feeling a little spicy right now, and mostly because I got a lack of rest. I didn't really sleep great on the cruise. And that's not because I couldn't sleep. It's just because, you know, like, you know, was, I'm going to get into it. But, um, yeah, the kids are on spring break. So it's a lot of motherfucking Postmates going down. And, uh, yo, we're just having a good time. Fivio Foreign had called out. Fivio Foreign, I, you know, tell you the truth. I don't really follow music that much to, to tell you the truth. I know dude is the hot new cat. Out of New York City, he's, you know, got Kanye features. He's been on it was Kanye's album. Um, he called out 6ix9ine, right? And 6ix9ine did all this propaganda shit. Oh, I'm back, blah, blah, whatever. I'm fucking was quiet for a whole year and da da this and that, whatever. And came out, it's like, no, dog, stop. Like, nobody cares. And someone says, well, you're talking about it. It doesn't fucking matter. When nobody really cares People say, oh, no one cares about the Kardashians. I think people might be over the Kardashians, but people fucking care. That's for goddamn sure. You don't get the fact that people can watch something and not care because they want to see something happen. They want to see something bad happen to dude. You're misunderstanding what really matters because, you know, this motherfucker has polluted, you know, the youth's mind, right? The new generation, the youth's mind, what the fuck am I talking about? The, bro, I got a dry mouth. I'm saying crazy words right now. I'm not even speaking proper English. Anyways, 6ix9ine, the rapper, dropped a single and nobody gave a fuck. I don't give a fuck about YouTube. Nobody gives a fuck YouTube. I don't give a fuck if my shit, I'm talking about no one, no one really cares about that shit unless you're in the industry. And I ain't talking, but this ain't no music show. I'm talking about the real shit that matters. Okay? The term trending you want to know where it started? Started on motherfucking Twitter. And for search engines, started on Google. Yeah, you could trend on Naver and other whatever, Asian, or, you know, any kind of foreign, you know, search engine, but I'm talking about where it originated. All right? 
And guess what? That motherfucker, I'm talking about once he dropped on what the fuck that song or the drink or the fucking NFT shit's called. It did not trend once he dropped. He trended when he was talking about this, that, and the third. He's coming back, whatever. Yeah, the motherfucker's getting sued for a bunch of whole stupid other shit. Listen, shut the fuck up, stupid. Is that one of his songs, stupid or some shit? It's like some, I just, I'm like fucking mind blown by the, the fan base. Like, dog, he's given a platform for total, absolute dumb fucks who actually aspire to get killed, right? Like, Wack 100, he said it best. He goes, he, he knows. He said, he told 6 9 you know you're going to die. You, you know you ain't going to come out here. And he ain't going to be no martyr. It's going to be gone and dead, and that's it. Who cares, right? And by the way, you know what? I just thought about something right now. Rest in peace to my man, DJ K. Slay. Legendary hip-hop DJ. No bullshit. This dude is a true legend. Just thought I'd break that in here to break up this fucking trash I'm talking about. I have very little left to say, but I just want to say, look, I'm real proud that 6ix9ine ran with real gangsters and then became a rat and tried to justify it. Telling the truth, telling something or, you know, testifying, whatever, that don't make you a rat. Giving up information to get yourself out of a situation, to put somebody else in jail to further lengthen another man's jail time. That's what a rat is, okay? Back to his music, it's absolute trash. That is not my opinion. That is an actual fact. Three plus three equals six. His music is trash. It does absolutely nothing and brings zero value to the world of music. People will be embarrassed. You could go back and like, you know, think of songs that like, you know, me so horny or think of like, you know, like whoop there it is or something. There was value to that. Still played at football arenas. There's different things here and there. There's references. Nah, this is just, no. Okay. Now look, before we get to this commercial break, I just realized this is written on my notes here. I got to say rest in peace to Randy from Savage Garage. I didn't know him very well. Knew him well enough. Um, he was a, a very big car community. Um, well, he's a very, very big YouTuber in, in the car space. He is much more than just an influencer. You know, this man was a very successful businessman through um, payment processing. I forgot. But, um, you know, has kids. He uh, passed away this weekend. And it's a very unfortunate situation. And the car community is very sad. Um, one of, you know, one of our boys, um, I'm sorry, friend of the podcast, friend of mine, Alex Choi, who uh, is, you know, very big in the car community as well. He's taking it the hardest that I know. And I know they're close, but I mean, there's people who are even closer. It's not a contest that are just truly just taken back. Um, there's a fucked up situation. Very sad for the car community. Very sad situation. Um, but... The real like, tragedy and travesty is, you know, for his family. You know, I'll pray for his kids more than anyone. The thing that fucked me up was um, there was a rumor that he died from pneumonia. And I'm going to get into what he died of, whatever, but he's 50. And I thought about it, you know, like, oh, shit. And um, it's, it's a fucked up situation. I don't need to get too much more deep into that. But anytime someone around my age, you know, you just... 
think about mortality, my mortality quite a bit. And sometimes when I think about it, you know, I'm good at not thinking about it when I start, but it's just like you think about it one day. I don't mean to fuck you up whether you're driving right now, if you, you know, you're doing some work or something, or you're just, just vibing and listening to my voice. One day, it ends. That's it. That's why I'm so fucking adamant on using that term. This is not your practice life. To say in the video game, you don't get three lives, you don't get five lives, you don't get an extra life after 60,000 points, you don't get an extra life after $2 billion, it don't matter. All right? If you got some shit going on in your life, you're going through some fucking real tough times. I already said, tough times don't last. Tough people do. You got to turn tragedy into triumph. Easier said than done. But I'm telling y'all, this is not your practice life. Miles, let me hear some of that new Lakey Lake, and let's get into a commercial. We'll be right back. How are you going to find your new favorite piece of outdoor gear? If you sign up for a battle box, it finds you. BattleBox is your go-to monthly subscription for hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear. Getting the best gear for yourself not only takes time, but can be incredibly expensive. That's why BattleBox brings you name brand, high quality products every month at half the price of what they'd cost on their own. Just pick the box that works for you and get tested and vetted products you can trust that are selected by an expert team of outdoor professionals. From an Aquapod emergency water kit to an Atomic Bear survival bivy, delivered right to your doorstep each month. BattleBox has shipped over 1 million boxes since 2015 and been featured everywhere from the New York Times to Survivor's Edge. The K-Town Explorer, aka my RV, is packed with boxes and top brands like Tops, Kershaw, Spyderco, CRKT, Gerber, Bastion, and many more. Receive some of their top-tier products such as sleeping bags, backpacks, watches, and tents too. Sign up, receive, don't miss another battle box bonanza. Get a free mystery box worth $115 and more with any new subscription at trybattlebox.com slash baller. That's a free mystery box worth over $115 right now at trybattlebox.com slash baller. That's trybattlebox.com slash baller. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about sleeping too little, sleeping too much, undereating, and overeating. Stress is real. Stress from family, friends, businesses, and more. How you navigate all these can make or break your life and yourselves. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways. And in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, here's your reminder to take care of yourself. Do less and maybe try some therapy. 
Therapy is good because it helps you get outside of your own mind with dedicated professionals. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Behind the Baller listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash baller. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash baller. Guys, we are less than three weeks away from my official collaboration with Bathing Ape, a.k.a. Bape. Yes, sir, that's Bape XBBDTC. This will be the first time ever that Bathing Ape has introduced, has sold an official jewelry collaboration. This is the first time they've done fine jewelry. So I'm fucking extremely excited about this situation. You know, um, the release, the official release day for the collaboration is May 7th. That is a Saturday. This will be at the Los Angeles store only. I will be making it to New York store later and then to the flagship New York Shibuya store. Um, the private party will be Thursday, April 28th. That'll be invite only. If you are a elite BTB member and you are interested in purchasing a very expensive item of jewelry that is very rare and very limited, hit up the, the, the podcast DM and I'll see about getting you guys in. This is going to sell out. It is not probably going to make it to the May 7th release, but there will be some, some uh, merch, some shirts for sale. But this is a big fucking deal, guys. All right. Very, very big deal. Before we even get into any fucking sports, I just wanted to pivot immediately into this power finale. I didn't get to watch it on the boat, right? And I wanted to because, you know, it, it airs at midnight on um, Saturday night. So, you know, I was on the boat chilling. Tried to watch it. The Wi-Fi was kind of sus. And, you know, that's, that's okay. But then I saw motherfuckers talking about it. You know, and I was kind of like, all right, you know, episode six was kind of like, eh, episode seven was okay, it was cool. Eight has some points. Nine was like, oh, what's going on here, right? Episode 10. Okay, guys. Man, listen. This motherfucking, yo, Power Book 4. Let me tell you, 50 Cent is a fucking genius this motherfucker has shit dropping every single fucking season of the year he is just really on top of it he is i I can't say shit i love the way he trolls and i know sometimes people just like you know there's some things that they don't like about him whatever grow up whatever nah fuck all that 50 do your thing he is taking over the streets when it comes to television he is just with with fucking everything from power the whole power universe to BMF, to everything else he's doing. And, you know, he's dropping another power, I think power book five or three, and that's going to, you know, involve Lorenz Tate, who's, you know, the, the corrupt fucking um, councilman or fucking uh, uh, mayor or whatever from power. But, yo, this power book four force finale was fucking everything I needed it to be. That shit came all the way back, gangster. <sighs> Man, guys, like, 
that shit put me into a whole different place, a whole different mind state. I was super, super, super hyped. Um, I watched Spider-Man on the boat, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't impressed. Okay, what else did I watch on there? Um, what the fuck else was on there? There was some other shit on there. I forgot. I can't even think. I tried to watch Dune. I couldn't. Some other movies aren't even fucking worth mentioning. Um, what was on there? I'll think about it. But you know what? I just watched that Tony Hawk documentary. Let me tell you something. That documentary was so fucking good. And I'll never forget. It might have been 86 or 85 when I got my first Tony Hawk skateboard. 85, I was fucking 12 years old. Okay. 86, I was 13. I was skating through LA, through West LA, all over the fucking place. I remember getting my first Tony Hawk skateboard. It was a big deal, right? Skated for Powell Peralta. I didn't know this dude struggled. I didn't know this dude went through hardships or anything else. I thought it pretty much was all fucking, you know, peaches and cream from 1984 or whatever until, you know, now. You got to watch this documentary. It means a lot to skateboarding. It's such a different thing, like on the iconic level, because he was not a street skater. This motherfucker wasn't fucking Per Willander, not as coppers and shit like that. Like, you know, he was one of the dudes that didn't, you know, and, and no disrespect to Christian Ashoy or Gator or some of my people out there that, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, some of the famous skaters out there that didn't, you know, oh, I'm sorry, their lives took a downward spiral. And just fucking just collapsed, right? Krishna Soy has come back. Now, you know, super religious to me, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm just not really a religious dude, but this documentary is everything. It was so fucking good that I decided to watch a YouTube, like, video. I don't even know if you wouldn't call it a documentary, but on Bam Margera. And I've been wanting to watch Jackass Forever Forever. I don't know if it's on Prime. I'm, I'm going to watch that motherfucker today somehow. But I watched this YouTube special on Bam Margera because I was just thinking about it because, you know, he was in the Tony Hawk game and everything else. And I was watching his downward spiral. And it fucking depressed me. There was a lot of shit that I didn't know about, dude. You know, I fuck with Jackass Heavy. Didn't watch Viva La Bam. Can't say I did. But I do know that Bam is responsible for bringing my boy Terry Kennedy on television and giving him, you know, his start his start in the skating game, right? Pharrell definitely co-signed and made him famous, but, you know, TK was like, a, you know, he was the shit. He was the dude. Trust me, he was that dude. Drake was even like, yo, you know, TK is that motherfucking guy. And everyone in his kicks, stop the cap. This is truth. And, you know, situation now with TK is fucking sucks, but just watching that Bam Margera shit, man, it's fucking crazy. You know, you just, these stories, it's just like, and who the fuck... You know, like anyone could just make a documentary on Ben Ball or on somebody else, whatever, TikToks. And like, you know, they don't go fact check or certain things. They try to do it. Some people try to do it as much as they can. But like, you know, if they make a wrong statement and something comes up false, you know, do they get sued? I know on a bigger level, people do get sued. You know what I'm saying? Like I know, you know, whatever, maybe it be Kanye or somebody or Kardashians or sue somebody and, you know, they have to repercussions. That's why it's like, you know, when you're a big news channel, you know, you have to be careful. And they're real careful. Even the world star right now is super careful. They're fucking not posting a video of somebody until they got the fucking actual name of the person whose video it is and everything because they don't want to get sued. But anyways, the point is, is Tony Hawk documentary was so fucking good. 
I decided to watch some sidebar shit that ain't got nothing to do with the fucking doctor. Just crazy. It was just, man, just fuck me up. Um, there's this new TV show on HBO Max called Tokyo Vice. And um, I know that, uh, you know, in fact, I had some shit to say about dude. Um, what's his name? Ans the Ansel Elgort. He had like some, they tried to cancel him. So he was talking to some chick who was 17. And like, I don't condone at all any kind of fucking weirdo shit, right? I'm not trying to justify it either. There's so many fucking internet predators out there that, yes, you know, I get it, right? At the same time, there's so much cap out there. You don't know what the fuck is real. Now, dude is 28 years old, right? And allegedly, I don't know, four years ago or so, he was 24. And he was talking to a 17-year-old chick, right? I don't know. And then they were dating or some shit. I don't know. Man, again, I'm not here to tell you that that's okay. I'm here to tell you that you need to get a hold of your motherfucking kids and monitor what the fuck they're doing. People say, oh, you can't, you know, you got to live. No, fuck that. I know what I was doing at 17 and 16. Fuck, I was being, I was, I was arrested. I was in fucking jail doing silly shit. I'm just saying, that don't mean that I can't do my goddamn best to monitor all fucking Kaya's moves. And I ain't gonna do it on some dickhead shit, right? I'm gonna let her go out, have fun and everything. I'm just saying, my parents were too busy out and about. I was, you know, running the streets wild. But, you know, when you're 40, dating a 19-year-old, that to me, sorry, man. Oh, at least they're legal. That don't, man, nah, bro, no. You're fucking double a girl's age and, and that that's legal is supposed to make someone feel better than a 24-year-old and a 17-year-old. And again, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying. I don't even know if the shit is true. But he got canceled for a little bit. He kept quiet, whatever. Did West Side Story. You know, I didn't really love Baby Driver. Uh, but he's done some shit that I like. You know what I'm saying? He did the Billionaire Boys Club, which, you know, was, was related to school I went to and I kind of knew the people that were involved and everything, whatever. But he's on this show that he's executive producer of called Tokyo Vice. And you already know, especially if you're a real BTB Army member, you know how much I, how, what I feel about Tokyo and how I feel about Tokyo. In fact, I just asked my boy Hero last night, can I motherfucking enter? Now, I know I could get Babe or somebody to give me a work visa, but I'm saying I want to go and like, I, want, I mean, I miss it. You know, and this shit's about Yakuza and you already know how I feel about gangsters. Shit. Any movie about Yakuza's, any kind of shit, I'm in it, period. So show's pretty fucking dope, and he plays a journalist that is trying to crack the code and trying to crack some stories for this Japanese newspaper, and this motherfucker's Japanese is really, really, really good. And a lot of people say, oh, all you do is talk shit, da, da, da. No, I'm giving a motherfucker a compliment. Japanese is good. So far right now, it's only five episodes. This shit is lit. I watched three on the, on the cruise, and I watched one last night after the cruise. And then, uh, I'm sorry, I watched three and a half on the cruise. I watched one and a half yesterday. So if you got some time, check out Tokyo Vice on HBO Max. Shit is kind of fucking fresh. Um, for those of you who got to watch the, um, is it Ugas or Ugas? Oh, you casual. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know how to motherfucking pronounce dude's last name. Or I've seen him fight. 
if you guys watched that Errol Spence fight, and I was always a fan of Errol, right? They should have stopped that fight before that motherfucker. This motherfucker had, this dude's face literally looked like Martin Lawrence, that episode where he fought Tommy Hearns. This shit was fucked up. Now, I only got to see the highlights because we couldn't stream the fight from the boat. And the thing is, there might have been somewhere on the boat, because they're playing sports and shit. I was watching the games and stuff. They could have been playing it somewhere, but it's all good. What I'm sad I missed is my dog, um, friend of the podcast, Brandon Lee, who I will have on this show very soon. He just went 25 and oh, he just got his W, right? And um, he started to get his popularity. I know he's been reaching out to me for a while now. Um, he's actually half Korean, half Mexican, but reps that Korean side real heavy. He has a very bright future ahead of him. And um, I'm starting to see people around him and shit. You know what I'm saying? I, good for him. You know, I see a lot of the homies showing love. You know, uh, Andy Nguyen, who is a, a major entrepreneur in the Asian community, just in general, fuck Asian. But I just see a lot of people starting to fuck with Brandon Lee. He's from Orange County. You know, I, I got a lot of love for dude. And if I was in town, and, and if I wasn't on a cruise or something, trust me, I would have went out and got to see dude, right? I want to fuck with dude that bad. But at the same time, I'm starting to see dudes, you know, starting to get around them. So I'm kind of like, eh, you know what, man? I'm just going to fall back a little bit, you know? And that happens. And, you know, especially 25 and 0, look, it ain't like it's some shit. He's had 25 legit fights. So it's about time for this motherfucker to get some spotlight shit. But I hope dude becomes famous. I hope he becomes the next Pacquiao. I swear to God, I really hope he does. And I'll go and be a fan and not really try to be cool with somebody. You know, it's a weird thing that I wanted to talk about. And I want him to get a recognition. And, you know, maybe I should have jumped in early. And at the same time, I'm busy. You know, you, you, they say, um, what is it when, I forgot the fucking term. When you, you know, you're trying to fuck two or three fucking chickens or you're trying to, you know, fuck two or three cows, whatever the fuck it is, whatever metaphor I'm trying to get at is focus on one thing or don't run to something. Why don't you walk and fuck everything, right? And some of you people right now are probably like, what the fuck is Ben talking about? I want to fucking be on Ben's side. Boom. All I'm saying is I got a lot going on in my life right now. So for me to stop shit that I'm doing, it's got to be bigger than than even Floyd Mayweather's fucking comeback career if he was 26. It's not going to happen. I want to support dude. But the funny thing is when I see certain people, good people, you know, trying to get around him now, I'm not really like, I'm, I'm good, you know. I'll find somebody at 4-0 that, you know, that I could jump in and, and invest in and whatever if, if that's what I want to do. But I, I was getting into discussion about the power of no. And I think a lot of people really don't understand how much I really say no. Like, even if I say, oh, yeah, sure, cool. That's not a yes. And in my mind, it's a no, and they don't know it yet, but they'll eventually get to that no. And I, I try to be nice. But ever since 2017, which is a turn point, that was, that was a turning point in my career, in my life. I began to use the word no a lot. And there's so much power in saying, no, I'll say no to Jay-Z, I don't give a fuck who it is. Say no to a lot of people. People say, oh, Ben's punching the air. Ben don't give a fuck. How about that? That's a fact. <laughs> I'm giving a fuck about no client being lost. I don't look at people like I lost a client. I, I never had that person. Never cared. 
you got to care to have a client, right? Me and Cuddy have the same accountant now, okay? My business manager is Cuddy's business manager, and he got him from me. So you don't think my manager, business manager is like, come on, man, you got to chill. The dog, he knows better. He knows I'll talk Cuddy out of getting a chain, okay? But I just want you guys to understand, you'll get to a position in life where saying no will get you further. Those no's are powerful. That's all I'm saying. Um, NBA playoffs. Before we even talk about it, look, I just want to say rest in peace to the Los Angeles Clippers. It pains me to even say Los Angeles. It's just fucking weird. They got to change their name to the California Clippers or some shit. Not Golden State. Like, what's... I know they call the Los Angeles Angels now, right? It just don't make sense. Inglewood Clippers. Change their motherfucking names, okay? Because, again... They've yet to fail to get a chip. I don't want to hear shit about what's going on with us. I know we got problems, but we got chips. We got 17 of them hoes, right? I don't want to hear about no Lob City ever again in my lifetime, okay? You know, when do they get a chip? Motherfuckers barely make the playoffs. Didn't even make the playoffs. The play-in got eliminated. What was it, 2017? Nope. 2012? Nope. What was it, 2013? Nope. 2018, nope. I don't want to hear about it. All right. But the NBA playoffs definitely are here. Crazy ass games. I got to watch a few on the boat. And uh, I didn't get to watch that ATL Miami game, but you know what? Trey Young got a lot of heart. And they're going to stomp that boy out. I don't, I don't see no shockers in this one. I just don't. That Brooklyn Boston game, goddamn, bro. That shit really could have went any motherfucking way. I don't know, man. I don't really believe in Boston. Everyone's like, oh, cool, whatever. And they're good. Don't get me wrong. Brooklyn is balling right now. It, it's, it's a weird situation. Um, Milwaukee, Chicago, tough series. I feel bad because I love Chicago. I hate Milwaukee. I just, I don't believe in Milwaukee. I don't think they're going to come out of the East. Uh, I just don't. Who's going to come out of the East, Ben? I, I don't know. I don't think it's Milwaukee, but, you know, they could. We'll see what happens. Phoenix is definitely, you know what I'm saying, obviously, you know, the favorite for the... Um, I don't want to say the title, but for the West, but I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. I don't give a fuck if it's um the seeding. Look, I know Memphis is a badass motherfucking team, period, okay? But I really got a lot of faith in this Minnesota team. And I'm telling you, they've been fucked. They fucked us up a few times. I've been seeing the potential over there. Cat, my dog. Carl Anthony Towns, we've had some real long discussions. This dude really is, is something special, man. It's, it's, and don't get me wrong, I love John Morant. He's the fucking man. But I, I don't know. I'm, Minnesota could legitimately be my sleeper. I might, I might fuck around throw a thousand on Minnesota to win it all. Just on some real super shocker, long shot shit. I, I really feel that deeply about it. It's fucking crazy. And speaking of Minnesota, um, is anyone going to Minnesota for VCon next month? It's uh, Gary V's VCon, right? It's going to be some NFT shit. I don't really know a whole lot about NFTs and stuff. And you know what? Um, I'm going to be there. And uh, it ain't going to be today. But sometime soon, I want to discuss the misunderstanding and the misinformation about uh, my NFT and what has happened since the drop of it. And um, if it makes anyone feel better, you know, if you want me to accept the blame for the failure of where it's at right now, 
even though I'm not even responsible for even 5% of the failure, you know, put it on me. It's fine. It'll make you feel better, okay? And I know, you know, all I hear about from people from, you know, every aspect of the project, from the people that are working it to the people that are in it, people, whatever, all my homies that I put their money into it, that lost their money into it, oh, it's your friends, blah, blah, whatever. They do. No, no, doc. Never invest in anything you can't afford to lose, period. There ain't no excuse. It's the truth. The issue I got is the dumb fuckery around the desperation. And, you know, when you get into a desperate situation, you do desperate things. You start to become different. You act different. And you're so desperate on becoming rich on something when there's so much more than that. And I remember I had a discussion with one of the kids. You know, I, I follow a lot of the people that, that start buying blockchains. And they were like, oh, you know, after I've seen the situation you handle, how, the, how you handle the NFT, I'm... I'm Super disappointed in how you do this. I'm like, really disappointed? Why would you be disappointed? You tell me when I'm sitting here having an open discussion with you. And after having talked with somebody, the dumb fuckery, the total idiotic mental process amongst some of these blockchain holders, it is outstanding. It is mind-blowing, okay? Because the definition of a rug pull should be stated like it should be tattooed on them so they understand what the fuck they're even thinking or talking about. And there's some people I had to block and everything because of just, again, the desperation and, and just the, the sitting around and driving souls crazy. Look, dog, I've taken L's when I couldn't take them. Took an L's at different times in my life. No one cares if you eat ramen noodles, even if you are my homies or anything else. If there's something and you're directly involved with me on something, I'm not going to let you get there. Some people might not catch that. And I'll get into it deeper. But you got to understand, you have to have control of something. You'd have to own a rug to pull it. All right. I'm currently standing on marble floors. There's no rugs. There's no carpet in my house. All right. There's no rugs or carpet at my office. Have to have control of something in order to pull a rug. Understand that. People are mad. People smoked and whatever. Boom. They want to blame somebody. Man, it's fucking hilarious in a way. Because people are mad about it. Understand. I live my life every day for a number of things that I do. Jewelry is a part of it. My Ben Baller brand is a major part of it. My endorsements is another big part of it. Prior to this NFT drop, I was a millionaire. Post my NFT drop, had nothing to do with anything. It did not increase my net worth at all whatsoever. I'll get into more specifics later. But again, it's sad to see where the, where, you know where, where this has gone. And again, I don't really have much say, right? But look, at the end of the day, I've talked to some of the, the top holders in the, in the project. I'd love to take this project over from the guys that I partnered with on this project. And not even for the money factor. Okay, even though I know we can make a lot of money, we can make some money on the, on this NFT still, right? I'm talking about the community 
aspect and the community factor of this. There's a different thing about it. I'm talking about fuck the fake utility, fuck all this cap, all the other bullshit. I don't want a board ape yacht club type thing. I want this to be a lot more subtle and cooler and have motherfuckers really eat in a different way. Right? But we'll get into that in another episode some other time soon. Uh, speaking of eating, that intermittent fasting was a motherfucker on that fucking boat. I tried to start out doing um, 14.10 for the first day, right? I knew I was going to be able to do 8.16. It was impossible. So I tried to do 14.10 the first day. Then the time zones changed and stuff. So I was like, fuck this shit. Kept it 12.12. And 12.12 was real simple. Um, I just jumped back to 14.10 today. I'm going to do 14.10 until I get back from San Francisco then go back to 16.8. But it's good. I, you know, I, I'm still slim. My stomach feels good. Everything's straight. Um, speaking of food, in that situation, uh, I'm sorry, in my uh, last Thursday episode of the, the recap of replaying of um, my favorite places to eat in LA, Quarters Barbecue, um, Quarters Korean Barbecue in Koreatown, Los Angeles, my old hood, reached out to me after listening to the episode. They're very pleased with my review of them. I've ate there countless times. I waited in line. I got no problem. Um, I just haven't had time to go over there recently, but I'm going to bring my daughter over there and my, my family because they're eating Korean barbecue now. But they reached out to show love. I finally got a contact there. Um, I never tried too hard, but I also didn't want to seem like, you know what I mean? Like, look, I'm going to go out there. I'm not, I pay for my shit. People thought, you know, that, that post yesterday on my IG about the cruise was a sponsored post. Nah, fam. I paid full pop for that motherfucking trip. Okay, I pay full pop for my meals. If someone has comped me a meal, please believe that person probably owed me money or I did something for way more value than them. So we'll get into that too at another time. But the power of the podcast is a fucking beautiful thing. All right, guys, look, man, I want you to have a great week. Don't forget 420. If you are in the Bay Area, pull up. San Francisco It's all love. Um, have a great week. I'm going to break down this Norwegian Cruise Line episode on Thursday. And... Uh, Yo, again, I'm great. I'm just happy to be back on, you know, the pod, on my gangster shit, behind the microphone. Yo, my man Lakey Lake is already playing beats. You already know what it is. All right, guys, I'll see y'all Thursday. Same bat time, same bat channel. I love y'all. Peace. Peace.